You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in, DMVR Fantasy, whole crew here, super producer Kale, as always, a shining light for us in the fantasy rankings this season, um, and my man, my man Justin Michael, who has a new coach, look at that beautiful Rams light behind Kale, by the way, uh, Justin, has this invigorated you and given you more joy in football across the board? Or uh, are you a true pro and it, it doesn't really <laughs> seep into the rest of your life? No, um, I'm ecstatic, man. I mean, Nevada has been my favorite team to watch the last couple of years. Yeah, they were. And now CSU has all of the reasons that I've been, you know, stoked to watch them outside of Carson Strong. So it, it, it's really exciting time to be a CSU fan. I'm stoked to do more content, but. I'm stoked to be back on the fantasy pod. I, I was bummed to miss last week, but you know, kind of a kind of a surprising yeah. day with Adazio getting fired. Yeah, we uh, we certainly understood that was a fun one, and um, you know, it's not just exciting to be a Rams fan right now; it's exciting to be a Broncos fan as well because a star was truly born Sunday night against the Chiefs. Javante Williams going off as the full-time starter without Melvin Gordon, really showing what he can do in all facets of the game. And um, just basically clarifying that he will run through tackles in the NFL the same way that he did in the ACC. 
And honestly, it gave me a smile all game as I watched him run, Kale, thinking about some of the conversations you and I have had on this pod about the rise of the run game that was never more clear. Uh, forget in the Broncos game, but then in the Monday nighter where the Patriots won convincingly, if not for a muff punt, they absolutely wiped the floor with the Bills by running the entire game. Kill the Bills are in nickel for still like most of the first quarter. How did they not get the memo and how emblematic of where we are in the modern NFL and how that pendulum has now swung so far to where guys like Javante, Ramondre, and all our favorite power backs are just eating? Uh, as we said last week, the power back is back. Uh, and it's really just a symptom of how the Bills are built on defense. They didn't have the personnel to go any other Nuts. option because their yeah. best players are all built to play in nickel. Mm -hmm. And they thought that was their best chance. It's as and simple as that. You're absolutely right. And the Broncos in a division where Mike Mayock is addicted to drafting safeties and the Raiders have nothing <laughs> but light formations. Chiefs. You know, everyone thought, oh, it's so it's so cute and modern that they only have two starting linebackers in their depth chart to start the season. Well, they've had to adjust in a major way because that's caught up to them. The Chargers, everyone thought the Chargers were geniuses three years ago for the three safeties to stop Lamar. Now it's time to pay the piper. It's time to tackle Javante Williams at the second level week in, week out. Welcome to the fight, my friends, because I want to ask you, Justin, um, when's the last time we had a Broncos fantasy star at this level? Because I want to get into where Javante would rank, where you'd want to prioritize him and keeper dynasty leagues, um, because the sky's kind of the limit. And it's been at least a half decade um, since. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably have to go back to peak Demarius Thomas, end of the Peyton Manning era. The last, I mean, there's just been nothing to be that excited about from a fantasy perspective with this offense for a while now. Cortland Sutton's got some hype, but he hasn't been, you know, in the conversation for being, you know, an elite fantasy receiver or anything like that yet. So definitely, definitely in rare breed. And, and kind of kind of like uh, Marshawn Lynch said, you know, MFers don't like it when you run through their face over and over and over again. And that's what Javante Williams does. He made a pretty miserable Broncos game actually, you know, watchable and, and kind of, I was, you know, I was okay after it because he was so impressive in that. I just kept thinking about the future. I mean, just, yeah, incredible. I think I went to look back, Kale. You're looking at about 2015, where C.J. Anderson was getting some top 10 hype, Demarius Thomas in that range. They didn't really live up to it the way the offense. I thought we might have to go back to like Peyton in the record-breaking season. I was thinking of Monte Ball was getting some top 10 hype. Um, but like, <laughs> yikesies. Um, it has been a while. Broncos offensive skill positions have actually been my like one of my go to rules has been avoid drafting them in recent years. So this is kind smart. of a crazy, <laughs> crazy switch of mentalities for me. Um, I Javante, his stocks couldn't be higher. Like you said, the sky's the limit. Um, Terrell Davis himself tweeted out during the game the other day. He's a throwback. He really is. 
But what's cool about Javante is they're also throwing him the ball and he looks like he's got some decent hands, even if they're not elite, like a Christian McCaffrey's might be. I mean, in whether you're in standard or PPR leagues, I just don't know what more nice things can be said about his future moving forward, especially going into next year, assuming he's not going to be in a split backfield anymore. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, what's and that's a situation to monitor that's a major factor in all these things low-key did mike boone look good enough now it's one game to where you're happy enough with him as your second back and you don't murk it up too much i do think his hands though kind of underrated um this is some scouts like talk that up he he shows the ability to catch the ball twice stay concentrated on that then still, you know, that acceleration and ability to beat guys in space really stands out. Uh, just to give us, to put this all in frame, when C.J. Anderson and Demarius Thomas were getting top 10 buzz in fantasy to start a season, 15, the top back was Le'Veon Bell with Adrian Peterson, Eddie Lacy, Jamal Charles, and Marshawn Lynch uh, topping out the top five. So, yeah. Jamal Charles was still top five back then? The fact that Adrian Peterson was still top five back then is surprising. It really, it really shows you how much has changed in a half decade. Just like us thinking, like I mean, those guys were six plus years into their career. How often would we draft a running back with that much tread on the tires in the top five nowadays? Never, right? Yeah, Henry. That's about it. But even that's probably a question now after this year. Exactly. Um, and so. I think this is this is where it starts. Dynasty rankings, the most up-to-date I could find was from a couple weeks ago, and you were already seeing Javante Williams as RB11 and Prospect 22 overall. Now let's go through those running backs that were ahead of him okay. and update this list to see who, you know, is Javante definitively above how many guys? Where, do, where does the buck stop? So we'll work our way down. Surprisingly, RB10 is Derrick Henry. Now, the injuries are what they are, and obviously it is a dynasty ranking, so he's older than a lot of these backs. Good point. Javante Still Williams though. in a dynasty ahead of Derrick Henry, and then we, we, we can dish it out on... Um, on redrafts if uh if you want to i see kale nodding his head yes definitely. yeah for sure like of course i mean not in a bad way but like nope. if you have derrick henry in a dynasty even if he comes back fully healthy you've got probably two more years javante's looking like you got five of yes. top 10 scoring potential like it's just numbers at that point exactly different trajectories kind of easy redraft is where it gets more interesting because of the offenses and everything but backs coming off an injury we've talked about how derrick henry's sustainability as a top back i mean this isn't literally an episode we did earlier in the season historic unprecedented it would be even more unprecedented for him to come back from an injury and keep that up now he's a freak far be it for me so Justin, gun to your head right now. Derrick Henry, December 8th, 2021, ahead of a redraft or behind Javante Williams? 
I think it would still have to be ahead going into next year just because there could I, be. I have faith that Henry's going to come back and at least, you know, be solid. But it's it's at least a debate at this point. And that's saying something because, you know, yes. Henry for the last two years has just been on an unprecedented tear, basically, you yeah. know, from other at least from a, you know, non PPR perspective, like you could draft this dude and he'd still be putting up 25 points a week. It's it's crazy. But with what we're seeing from Javante and, and like we said, it, it seems like he's going to be that bell cow moving forward. I, it's, it's at least a debate. Like I, I struggle with it. Even now I, I find myself talking myself into, you know, well, Javante by the end of the season next year, mm-hmm. probably putting up big numbers. Yes. And obviously the next few weeks will really determine this. Like if Javante has another couple games like that, it'll be definitively Javante probably. If instead he cools off and has more mediocre games and, you know, it's it's all in the context of the Broncos offense. Um, It's probably Derrick Henry ahead for most. And again, these earlier ones should be the, the harder ones. So this is OK. Nick Chubb is the next. <laughs> which again doesn't get much easier and dalvin cook is after that um <laughs> man and then it's, i take javante ahead of chubb i mean chubb has not been healthy ever right and he's you know they got kareem hunt on a multi-year deal too like i i don't know i just think he's gonna split more carries it depends on what's going to happen at the quarterback position, I guess. Are they going to try and lean on that ground game sure. moving forward? Right. There's, I don't know. There's also I, probably some offensive line regression that needs to get baked into there. They've been unprecedentedly healthy for like three years straight now, and now they're paying all that money to guys. I just don't know if I trust that group to stay at this level long term. Yeah. Um, I think it's Javante just slightly ahead of Chubb. I think, honestly, I think Javante with the receiving ability and the fact that he doesn't have a Kareem Hunt in the backfield potentially next year gives him a real edge in PPRs. Um, so. I like it. Austin Eckler is actually next, not Dalvin Cook. And Wow, it's interesting because I would have those flipped in my head. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Um in a dynasty, Eckler is 26, Chubb was 25, and Javante's 21. I'm still taking Eckler. Really? Even in I a P- Javante. And of course, there's a split. PPR, it's a real conversation. Non PPR, it's kind of Javante. Yeah, non PPR, Javante for sure. But I'm assuming most people watching or, or listening are in PPR leagues because that's just the most. And Eckler's just a PPR monster. Yeah, yes. his production rate's so insane. Here's the other thing that's a, a really good factor here. In dynasties, I think I agree with you, Kale. Eckler is ahead, and I've been I've always been such a believer. And this plays back to, you know, the the windows you have with running backs are so much more limited. It's like a four-year window of elite production versus a wide receiver who's giving you a 10-year window or quarterback who's giving you a 15 window. When you have, in a PPR league, though, in a dynasty, someone like Eckler, who is going to give you 60 receptions for 500 yards, 
for like 10 seasons, those guys have been proven to be more durable. Think Darren Sproles. Think um, James oh White. God. James White, exactly. which, of course, in that offense, you know. Um, but that's how that's how L.A. uses Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, exactly. Sproles is the greatest example of all. I'm I'm blanking on the white guy from the RMAC um, who oh, I've talked uh, about. Woodhead, thank you. Woodhead's yeah. another. He was always a great like flex or RB two in a dynasty, and he lasted for like fifteen years. Pride That's of, uh, where Eckler has an Or yes. maybe or Shattered yes. State, maybe. Shattered State, yes, two. it is yeah. Shattered State. Thank you. I also just trust Eckler to get more touchdowns than Javante. He's got fifteen already on the season, which is just kind of crazy. Great and that point. Chargers offense That's is going to produce touchdowns a lot, just at a level that until we get the quarterback situation yeah. figured out, I just don't trust this Broncos red zone offense as much as I think Javante is going to get way more yards on the ground moving forward, but. Again, that's a PPR versus standard conversation right there. Yeah. And well, Herbert read- might be the best selling point just because yes. you know yes. who his quarterback is there and you know who the head coach is going to be. That you know, we don't know who's going to be running this system next year. That's a huge case for Eckler in redrafts as well. Um mm-hmm. Kale, because the touchdowns right really keep him afloat in this conversation. If it wasn't for that, it'd be clear cut. And he's that Phil Lindsay type runner where he's under 200 pounds, but coaches trust him because he runs so hard and with like such great leverage. You know, he's like he he un, he he lives by the mantra of low man wins because that's how he's had to win as a football player. Um, okay, Dalvin Cook coming up next, but first, shout out to the number one sports book in all the land, DraftKings Sportsbook. A gajillion offers going on right now, specifically today. Big old boost on Avs against the Rangers, which is a pesky one. Might be intrigued by the over. Might be intrigued by a first period over. Lots of shots on goal props. Will Mac finally get a goal? Will McCarr get yet another assist or point? Lots of ways to go with that. And then, as always, they're running it back team Run it back with Justin Michael is not. He's happy to have his new coach. He's not team run it back. But DMVR members are new DMVR members. Get that offer that all you fantasy listeners love. Bet on an NFL game. Either team. score. It, it, all you need is a non-zero-zero tie. And you will make 100 bucks when you bet $1 or more. And uh, good folks at DraftKings will also match that first deposit bonus of yours. When you enter that code DMVR up to a thousand dollars, it's an amazing offer. Only DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to five hundred dollars. Deposit bonus requires tw- 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700 All right, let's keep on this list. Dalvin Cook is next. And again, the quarterback plays into this, but it's similar to Chubb. Like Dalvin, Dalvin just misses too to- too much time every year. Yeah. He comes with a handcuff. You're gonna have to spend like maybe a fourth to fifth round on Alexander Madison to justify that top ten pick on Dalvin Cook. Yeah, the counter is his ceiling's probably top two or three back. Yes. Yes. Um, so redraft, it's a conversation. 
Um, it's probably about a toss up with the fact that, you know, we, we are very, this is very hot takey of us to do this take after like a true breakout from Javante. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if that continues the next five weeks, definitively Javante, if it's a little more mix and match, it's probably more Dalvin cook dynasty though. Clear cut Javante. I think we can all agree there. The Alvin Kamara, who is 26 is next. And now you get into a team who's kind of in the Merc zone as far as not you're going to get murked, but it's murky zone um, uh, as far as the quarterback goes. Right. And that could yeah, flip some completely. quarterback because then right. I don't really like Alvin Kamara's stock so much. Right. I don't know. I can't justify taking Javante Williams over Alvin Kamara after years and years of elite production with whoever is playing at quarterback. I just can't. What about in Dynasty? Oh, it's close. I'm still taking Alvin Kamara. I'm sorry. He's just, uh, he's electric. He's one of the few running backs that I would pay big money to, and they did. So that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not quite as much, but the same ish argument of Eckler and longevity as a receiving back in dynasties does apply to Alvin Kamara because he's just not being used as a between the tackles type of back, which is going to, is going to prolong your career. But man, do back scare me when injuries happen, expecting that, comeback is always very very scary it's a debate Um, with a lot of these guys absolutely Najee Harris is back is then is next I think it would have been clearly Najee five weeks in I think it's clearly Javante now I think it depends on what type of league you're in um Najee Harris is a PPR monster um I don't know who that quarterback is moving forward but exactly it's and maybe if their quarterback is Jameis or Aaron Rodgers next year, then I will have egg all over my face. But as of right now, the man just catches dump offs like it's his job and takes them for five to six yards every time. He runs mm. hard as hell. Like a lot of the things oh, he's great about Javante Williams also apply to Najee Harris. Phenomenal. Very I like similar offensive line better moving forward. For sure. In terms of the, the age situation, I think. Well, and they've got Munchak, who appears to not be going anywhere, which you can put some faith in some development. And having a floor of a middle-of-the-league offensive line, I mean, that's sort of what happens with Munchak, is at worst you're going to be 15, 16, 17, somewhere in that range, and hopefully better, um, which Pittsburgh Pittsburgh had that luxury for a decade, and they no longer do. So, That's right. Another factor in this... um... Almost a two-year age difference in Javante's favor, 21 versus 23. Wow, I I didn't realize it was that much. That mm-hmm. makes me actually probably lean Javante regardless. Yep, yep. Um, next is DeAndre Swift, um, uh, 22, so another younger cat. Um, I, I love you Swift. Yeah. I, I love, love Swift, Swift, too. I can't, I'm not going to say a bad word about him. No, but... To me, that situation is. I, I think no it's matter the same argument for Denver. It. Better, better stability on the line. Although yeah. I guess same same quarterback concerns and potentially coach concerns. Who knows if Campbell's going to be back or not? But Javante's been more. I mean, it's early, but more 
you know, durable. He's more explosive too. Yeah, he's not as like PPR dependent either. Yeah, Swift is super PPR dependent. That's true. Yeah. Um, I'd probably take Swift in a redraft just for next year because I think his production is going to be similar, and I would count on Dan Campbell in that mentality. Mm. Sticking around for at least one more year, but in a dynasty, I'm probably going Javante if that makes any sense. Yes, yes, it does. Um, it. honestly, man, I don't. This it's kind of sad because this isn't even a question, but Saquon Barkley, sad, Javante, but yeah, yeah, come on, all the way, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the big dogs at the top who I think you cannot touch, Jonathan Taylor. He is also just 22. And Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's maybe a debate in Dynasty just because of his health issues, but I don't think you can. Because when he's healthy, he's maybe the best fantasy player in the league. Kale, you... I might have expected this from Justin, but you making this face... I'm shocked. McCaffrey's, I'm shocked. McCaffrey's my guy. I know that, I'm but shocked. I've also gotten screwed in two leagues oh, the last wow. couple of years because of McCaffrey's yeah. injuries. That's the so, thing. When you, like, he's a number one pick. It's but two years. Yeah. It's, two, it's years. two straight years that he's boned me that way. So I, I think I'm going to say Javante. Oh, my. Oh, I know. <laughs> it feels dirty coming out of my mouth. <laughs> the world as we know it, my friends. Blink twice uh, if you're being kidnapped, Kale. Wow. <laughs> true, true. Now, now I, I'm afraid to look at my notes that Kale, I might miss Kale's signals. I, I really am shook right now. Um, I think Mixon would be the other one to have a conversation. He's 25. Um, and that He's taking a has lot of hits, too. Another like Javante probably wins that argument definitively already in a PPR mm -hmm. and a dynasty. It's a four year difference. Redraft, I don't know. Mixon, Mixon and that offense feel these top three or four guys in a redraft. I'm still taking over Javante for sure. But in a dynasty, I mean, Javante is 21 guys. Like we've got five years left of elite production with Javante. So it sounds like, Kale, your three to four guys would be Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift, Swift, Swift and Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon. Those are my five guys, yeah. Those would be your... So, Javante QB6, and he's at least ahead of Mixon and Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Or, or RB6, mm -hmm. QB6. I wish. I wish it was a quarterback. <laughs> Justin, give us some clarity there. Who's ahead? Who's behind here? Sounds like JT and McCaffrey still ahead for you. Nashi yeah. as well. I would take no. I I would take Javante just over Naji. Okay. Um. S Swift, Kamara, Cook. Cook, you did still have in that realm in a redraft. Yeah, I would take Kamara and Cook over him, and then I, and I would have him at six as well. In a redraft, Derrick Henry is probably your fifth. Yeah, in a redraft, definitely. Okay. Um, wow, that gets murkier for me because Jonathan Taylor is probably my only for sure. And uh, I have mixed feelings on that. 
because you guys know my feelings on Jonathan Taylor. Um, so here's my thing with Jonathan Taylor. He's going to be playing for Frank Reich for a long time, and that yes. run game is so yes. it's yes. so fun and creative. They're pulling tackles in a way I've like never watched an, an outside gap zone do before. It's really fun, and I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be playing in that system for a long time. Quarterback situations relatively stable and stable enough but not too unstable to where they'll go bills rams chiefs and like go off the res on you and all of a sudden like jonathan taylor's getting eight carries <laughs> like yeah. it's like what, what just happened um yeah and the o-line so that's the definitive kamara and pprs with my whole like longevity thing with eckler is an interesting argument um for me it's a little more clear javante ahead of swift and Najee, though obviously, like I have a little more of the season to figure that out. And uh, I, th- ooh, McCaffrey's a decision I never want to make. Like That's why I made that uh, face, Andre. Yeah. It was a hard it, face. I was in pain. Uh, if someone <laughs> traded, if someone made me that offer right now, McCaffrey for Javante or vice versa, I, I just ghost him. I'm not <laughs> like I'm not making I'm that decision. Uh, yeah, I need three more. I need three more weeks at least, and I hope they forget to to cancel the trade and maybe I'll act. Um, uh, quickly, uh, do you guys think that's an okay strategy? Someone left you an annoying fantasy offer that, like, three weeks later actually becomes good because the star they wanted got injured once again. <laughs> Is it allowed for you to accept that if they forget to not retract that offer? All is all is fair in love and war, and that's what fantasy football is, right? I could not yeah, agree more. It's off. It's, it's, you play to win the game. <laughs> Hello, I agree. Also, if they were specifically like being annoying in making that like a disrespect, that makes it even offer. better. The, exactly. the petty clapback. They don't exactly. Um. All right, boys. A quick homage to the unheralded fantasy heroes that, that that have carried us to almost the end of the regular season. I am in I am in the playoffs in some leagues already. Um who would like to start? I'd be happy to start. I can start. Um I'm locked into the playoffs in my two main leagues and yes. mostly it's because I've had two weeks saved by one Pat Fryermuth. <laughs> Fryer. Lord Lord Pat our yes. friar has guided me to the light on several occasions. Amazing. It's incredible. I do. When I say Pat Fryermuth, I kind of think of the Padres logo like that. Um, that father there. That's uh, that kind of sounds like Brown what Pat should be amazing in a year where tight ends have truly like sucked. Um, that's another thing in this Javante is like low key. If I reached on a running back, I ended up well. If I reached on any other position, it sucked. My top wide receivers like, just got injured. Even even this yeah. is the one year, like after years of us saying, like, it's okay to use a first round pick on Travis Kelsey. It's okay to use a first round pick on Travis Kelsey. We like preached that at the beginning of the year. It's the one year it was not okay to use a first round pick on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Truly, <laughs> Waller's truly production amazing. dipped significantly too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And Kittle keeps on being injured at least half the year. So, yeah, Pat Fryermuth, on the other hand, is going to be a top 10 tight end by the end of this year with a literally an elderly citizen throwing him. 
Justin, you're uh, you're unheralded hero. Uh, mine's Cordero Patterson, who's you oh, know he's gotten a lot of love this year because he's obviously you know broken out in a major way. But I picked him up on waivers, like going into week two or something, and now he's my running back one with Henry going down. So I'm in a must-win situation. We're both seven and six, trying to secure the last spot in the playoffs this week. I need Patterson to go off. I'm hoping that. By giving him some love, the football gods are going to do right by me and have him, you know, get a 30-point week. But he's been great all year. So regardless, I appreciate his services. I have, as unheralded a fantasy hero as you'll ever hear, this man is single-handedly turning me around on IDPs, individual defensive players. Um, because in a dynasty where I've had so many injuries... Uh, and Lamar Jackson and Javante Williams have carried me with Cooper Cup, I must mention. But, you know, through all the troubles with with an IR that is Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds and, uh, you know, just left and right, it's been a disaster. The great Kenny Moore, a pretty normal starting cornerback in the NFL, has somehow been that miraculous IDP star because he gets picked on so much. So he always gives you tackles. And then you'll have those games where he gives you an interception. He gets a sack. He gets a fumble recovery. He's that feisty corner. He's not a shutdown corner. You don't want a shutdown corner in fantasy. Jalen nope. Ramsey sucks. Champ Bailey would have never been starterable or rosterable in an IDP format. But the legend Kenny Moore, 21 points this week. He's also had another 21-point week, a 23-point week, 18 and 17-point weeks. He is a legend. Thank you, Fantasy King. In my uh, IDP league, uh, my unsung hero was Patrick Queen this year. Picked him up oh. off of waivers because not that good of an actual inside linebacker. But no. guess what he does Bad. do? He yes. racks up tackles. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Not many plays around the line of scrimmage, but he's there to clean up the trash after he just lets you get gashed for another eight yards. So yep. yes, he that's is. the fantasy heroes you need in IDP. That's why I hate IDP. But you know what? Sometimes it's great. Josh um, Watson would have ate as a college IDP. <laughs> 14 garbage tackles a game, six yards past the line of scrimmage. Damn straight. Um, Kale, do you have a top streaming option at defense here? Uh, yeah, it's actually uh, Tennessee, <laughs> which has been a mess. Uh, they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend, and that has been fantasy gold all year for... Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of uh, saving your season, I've had a couple. Um, I got 20-plus performances out of the Eagles defense twice this year, starting wow. them out of nowhere off of the waivers. So wow. these little streaming options sometimes work out for you. I got 11 points out of Miami's defense last weekend out of nowhere. So Beauty. these streamers uh, help. Uh, so, yeah, Titans really are my do. number one option. And then I, I – Last week as well. I really, nice. like, um, I really like the Bears this week as well. They're playing the Packers, um, but they are in Green Bay, and the Packers' offense has been struggling a little bit. I like that Bears' defense. Again, you're at this point, if you're streaming something, you're hoping for a lot of turnovers, and that Bears' defense uh, has a knack for turning the ball over in some really weird situations. I'm not counting on picks or anything out of Aaron Rodgers, but fumble recoveries, that type of thing. At this point, you're just at that point, you're hoping for big plays since most of the good defenses are already taken up, and I like them to cause some turnovers this week. 
Beautiful. I think Denver against Detroit at home too, just because he got the possibility of Goff throwing picks. If if they're out there, I would be I'd be surprised if Denver's yeah. defense is on the waivers, but if they are, that's a great pick. Yeah. And um, you can't go wrong with the Chargers again if they're out there. Giants starting Jake Fromm and uh, Seahawks, if you need to, who are facing the Houston Texans, most likely Davis Mills. So you can't you can't go wrong. Although that is a defense without Jamal Adams, who was their shockingly was their best defensive player. So start <laughs> start at your own risk there. Before yeah. we go, Tennessee or Denver, if you had to pick one of those two, because that's what I that's I have the option to play either of those Tennessee all right okay. with that coming off a bye yeah yeah let's go Tennessee okay. all right fellas thank you that was the NVR fantasy best of luck to you all update even if you're out of it update your rosters this might be last week of the regular season important for a lot of teams getting in or out respect your league still set your lineup still stream some options if you need to final week to get it done and uh and then you're good we will be back though next week thank you all thank you kale thank you jam